Welcome to They Thought It Was You, the podcast where we revisit our childhood obsessions with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. I'm Lanny. I'm a writer-actor. I'm Becca. I'm a writer-director. This week we are talking about It Takes Two once again. We are very deeply on the topic of the Mary-Kate and Ashley hit movie from 1995, It Takes Two. The way that we were originally going to do this chapter of our podcast was we were going to do a review of It Takes Two after having watched it for the first time in, I don't know, six months or whatever. Right. Um, And just kind of go from there. But we magically had the opportunity, if you heard last week, to interview Deborah Dean Davis, who wrote It Takes Two. Yes, the writer of the Which threw everything for the most magical loop in the world so that's what we did instead of a review and it kind of got us thinking that like we've seen this movie so many times and people have reviewed this movie so many times and we don't really want to just say the kind of obvious stuff that if you're a fan of Mary-Kate and Ashley and you're listening to this podcast you've probably (laughs) already thought it you probably already know it and now that we have the info and the intel from Deborah, we wanted to do more of like a revisiting of It Takes Two with more info behind the scenes so with our knowledge from what Deborah's experience was and the backstory, look at it takes two from that lens. And that's sort of a newer perspective that we don't think anyone has really done before. So that's what we're doing this week. Yes. And also, since we are doing kind of a behind the scenes look at it takes two with our behind the scenes knowledge, uh, we also luckily found behind the scenes footage on YouTube of the making of it takes two, which is amazing. We're going to link that into the show notes, but, um, I, maybe you've already seen it if you're a real diehard Mary-Kate and Ashley fan, but I had never seen them before. And Becca, you hadn't either, right? I had never seen it. And I will say, we are going to put, there's a four-parter and it's really short and it's definitely worth your while. I had never seen yes. it. And it was like, it was like, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's like, it takes two. I know it more than anything. And I said this to Deborah, like, I can't believe this is a movie that people made and it didn't just exist. Like, that's what it <laughs> felt like watching the behind the scenes. Like, Steve Gutenberg, like, shaking hands with the crew, which is, like, honestly so sweet. Like, he seems so He's sweet in so it. He's so charming in these behind the scenes. Yeah. Or, like, Mary-Kate, like, playing tag with Clarice Kensington. <laughs> or just, Wild. like, rehearsing scenes or, like, doing blocking or marking or, like... And just being tired and cuddling with their adult yeah. cohorts. Like, <laughs> so it, it was just so... I I mean, it was, I love It Takes Two and I love Mary-Kate and Ashley, so any extra content is like candy totally. for me. Um, but also, I mean, if I had seen this when I was a little kid, I would have lost my mind. Um, but mm-hmm. even still now, it's like just such a treat to be able to see this. Um, so yeah, throughout, we can kind of, while we talk about the movie, we can talk about like specific pieces of the behind the scenes. So obviously you guys have seen the movie, but if you do want to go watch the behind the scenes videos, that'll, you know. Be it's worth your good, time. And it also will be worth your time for this lesson. Could have enjoy it. It's so, good. yeah, it takes <laughs> two. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, okay, so also, this is a, just a fun fact that this movie released November 17th, 1995. So that means when this episode is releasing, we'll be like right coming up to the 26th anniversary. Yeah. 
And it's really the 25th anniversary because last year does not count. It does not count. I mean, even you even texted me this. You're like, oh, it came out in November 1995. And I was like, oh, my God, Lanny, it's the 25th anniversary. This is huge. This, we have to do this everything. Is the, this is going to be the biggest. Yeah, we get the, yeah, this is our moment. Yeah, but no, it was last year and I just missed it. You're right. Which is like so sad. I missed it too. I, I did not like, I mean, we weren't going through these numbers quite so deeply at that point. No, no. Um, but that's, but that is fun. That feels like this is so appropriate that we are revisiting this right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I know that we talked last week with Deborah about like when this was actually filmed. Um, and she yes. said it was probably filmed in 1994. I actually, when I was looking at the behind the scenes, um, the slate I like screenshotted it. You're so and smart. <laughs> it was May 1995. So they no were way. almost nine. So they were eight years old. So they That's filmed it in May crazy. and then it came out in November. Yeah, That's it was a really quick, quick turnaround, right? Yeah, it was really, yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. Wow, that's nuts. And so, but she also said that she had written this movie a year before they filmed it. So yeah. that means she must have finished writing it in 1994? I think at least because, okay, so when she got the call, like, do you know anything about six-year-old girls? That's, I assume, how old they were at the time. Yes. So that was what year? That would have three. 1993, yeah. So she probably, like, pitched it in 93, finished it in 94, and then when it was done, they were like, let's wait a year. Yeah. So. Because it was done when they said, let's wait a year, right? I think so. Yeah, that's that's what it seemed like. Right, yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. But, like, doesn't – don't movies usually take, like, over a year to edit and get ready for release? Yeah. I mean, I think it makes – it depends, obviously. But, yeah, that feels like a really quick – turnaround yeah I think now it's a little faster but this was like 26 not 25 years ago um so I don't know yeah it does feel really quick but they did it did do it and I heard an anecdote at some point that they um they were definitely filming on their birthday because like Mary Kate actually mentioned that they're all like there was a string of time when they were always filming a movie on their birthday, oh which God. is crazy. So that means that like West, How the West Was Fun was the year before, double double the year before, and then Grandma's House of Ghosts the year oh before. Oh my God, that is so sad. Like, why can't they get their birthday off? I like, know. When you're a little kid, you're just like, it's so funny too because I feel like I thought their life was so like glamorous and I just wanted to be best friends with them but they were just like working like they were just like at work on set working like in the behind the scenes they just like I don't know they're just like sitting there like Ashley's sitting there exhausted Mm. with her like adult crew and like Mm -hmm. Mary Kate comes in the dress and just like they're just on the set they're just there like yeah I mean I think that's their life and then they yeah because there was like the part in the behind the scenes where like um Ashley is being like tipped over by her dad like where you hold kids upside down by their legs or whatever and like getting tickled and being like oh that's my friend he's in the movie too yeah I know (laughs) it's like oh okay like this is like like you're working but also is your life just like you just have times to have fun in between takes and in between times that you're working on your scene yeah I mean yeah your life happens between takes Mary Kate and Ashley story oh that's beautiful thank you that's beautiful life between takes the Mary Kate and Ashley story. You got it. So let's. <laughs> you want to dive into the movie? Yes. Yeah. Let's just go for it and see what pops up as we go. Um, yeah. So yeah, the beginning, the opening scene, like Becca, you know it by heart. Like yeah. it's 
it's all perfect. I feel like it's also like hearing all of Deborah's stories, um, especially about how much she was gobsmacked by Christy Alley getting all of her little like mannerisms, mannerisms. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I am now seeing now when I think about Kirsty Alley and Diane, I just am thinking about Deborah. Like yeah. I think she was Deborah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the character it seems like was definitely written as Deborah, uh, mm-hmm. which I really love. But the thing that's that's really like spooky is that I don't think they ever met until the premiere. So right. I don't know how Kirstie Alley embodied her. Right. That's spooky. That is. I mean, I, I guess as an actor, you read the lines and you try to let it just, you know, be inside of you and let those yeah. words like live in your brain so that mm. you are now a new character. And it could just be that like, Deborah wrote herself so well yeah. <laughs> that any good actor really internalizing the lines would just start becoming them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, this is nuts. No, I that, is really, so that nuts. is really crazy. But I mean, I love that detail though about her because I really did always feel like Diane was such a like lived in, like well-written character. And I love yeah. the anecdote of like, it was based on the writer. Not, I'm, I don't know about her story, but like, the right. character because she said that she, the the relationship that Kirstie Alley has with Mary Kate she was writing exactly as her relationship with her daughter uh-huh. she, she had just mentioned like when the when when she gets do loses the girl like she gets Amanda gets adopted yeah like that was so heartbreaking to her be like writing it and yeah. seeing it because yeah. that was literally her daughter and yeah. like losing it yeah which, I mean, yeah, that's why I think sense. it's so heartbreaking for real. That is a really heartbreaking moment and, like, sequence of when she was going to jump in front of the van. Um, when she was going to jump in front of the van? What? Yeah, when they were like, they, like what, were we, what were we supposed to do? Jump in front of, lie in front of the van, for God's sake? And then oh, Kirstie yeah. Alley's like, I would have. That's true. That really hit me this time. I know. And oh, my God. Well, I think, like, the thing is, like, we both know this movie so well, but, like, we never connected to the adults because why would we? And it was Mm -hmm. really interesting when um, Deborah said that, like, the Warner Brothers man was like, you have to write it for the adults. (laughs) The Warner Brothers man. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Warner. Um, You have to write it for the adults. Uh, And I, yeah, I think it was, like, truly heartbreaking that, like, this woman loves this kid, wants to be her mom, is, like, punished for being a single woman and, like, not making enough money, which ironically, like, she doesn't make enough money, like, literally just, like, taking care of these kids and being such an important person like and she's really good at her job it's just the nature of the job that doesn't make her enough money right but it's like you're such an essential person to these kids Mm -hmm. and yet like you can't have one of them because we don't pay you enough to do it like but as a kid i was like yep can't cut it she's not good enough like right (laughs) well it never like occurred to me i was just like oh she can't she Mm -hmm. just can't like yeah (laughs) Right. No, it just it made so much sense to me. I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. She yeah, can't yeah. do it. She's not a mommy and a daddy. <laughs> She's not a mommy and a daddy. She can't do it. <laughs> just oh wild. <laughs> I 
Yeah, and I also noticed in this opening scene, too, that the, the logo in the opening credits isn't the same as the movie poster, which, like, isn't a big deal. You mean the ty- the font? Yeah. The oh, I didn't font. notice that. It's it's just really small. It doesn't matter. But it was just like, why have I never seen that font yeah. before in my life? That is really weird. One thing that I need to point out yeah. that is shocking to me. Okay, I checked Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. I thought this movie was going to be, like, 27 or something. Like, I knew that, like... Well, that's pretty bad for Rotten Tomatoes, too, is 27, right? Yeah, but, like, I feel like it's one of those things where it's, like, literally what we always talk about. is like, it's the 90s. It's a kid movie. It's a girl movie. Like, I don't even think Legally Blonde is that, like, high on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's perfect. Like, it is literally a perfect movie. Because the people who are reviewing Rotten Tomatoes are not the people who would like Legally Blonde. Exactly. And that's an entire, there's an entire movement about, like, don't have critics all be, like, old white men. Because... Yes. That yeah, we don't need to talk about that. But like, <laughs> that's the only reason why I would think that this would have like that type of rating. But it's eight percent. What the heck? And I don't understand. What the actual fuck? I can swear. <laughs> yeah, fuck? fuck that. I don't understand. I feel like that is got to be trolls. Like, there's got to be yeah. just some coordinated. It's not a lot of reviews, is it? I don't know, but I really think it's people who just, this is, okay, when, I need to say this, when we tell people about this podcast, and there are some people, like, I say, like, we're setting the record straight, like, they weren't really, Mary-Kate and Ashley weren't really respected, or they were, like, seen as frivolous or whatever, and people are like, I don't think so, they're rich, and I'm, like, this is what I mean, this is exactly (laughs) what I mean, like, They were not respected. They were not taken seriously. And they could have done any movie and this would have been the reception, I think. Like, yes. No, yes, exactly. Like, even – and it's not fair. It's, like, just really not fair because even – like, and this is not bragging. I'm just saying that when we released our It Takes Two interview last week with Deborah, the amount of enthusiasm I felt from people online over, like, just – the writer of It Takes Two? Oh, my God. Wow. I want to know. Like, this is – someone told me this movie taught me about Staten Island. Oh, my God. This movie, like, I, it means so much to me. And it's like, this movie – and that's just from a small sample size. Yes. Like, it's, this movie means so much to so many people, and it does not deserve – 8% on Rotten right. Tomatoes. This is a beloved movie. Like, that's the thing. It's not like it's like, oh, it, this is a movie that I hated and I love hating it. It's like, yeah. I love this movie. And so many people do. And Deborah was saying that, like, throughout her life, she'd say, like, I wrote It Takes Two. And, like, people would lose their shit. Lizzie Olsen would lose her shit. A girl at a soccer game got trapped in a folding <laughs> chair about it. Yes. Like, people lose their minds over it. And obviously, like, Critics in 1995 can't tell what's going to be, like, a cult classic or whatever or, like, mean so much to people. But, like, I just the, – the fact that it was so written off and, like, mm-hmm. it is a well-written movie. The acting – like, the 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 chemistry – and I, I will say this forever and especially watching this now as an adult. Like, the chemistry with Steve Gutenberg and Kirstie Alley, like, mm-hmm. they barely – they honestly barely know each other. They've met – they meet three times. Third time's the charm. They meet three right. times. <laughs> Over the course of like 48 hours and their chemistry is incredible. It's so real. It's so yes. good. It's – I felt that as a kid and I had no idea what love was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, I mean, they taught me love 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, but I mean it. Like you can tell that like they're better than than Steve and Clarice. It's just so much more real, yeah. and it's because it, it's it's just it's quality. Like these actors brought their A game. Mm-hmm. The director was also very, like so appropriate for what this movie was. I remember watching the um, uh, who's the Siskel and Ebert there. Yeah their review of this and they also were one of the people who completely wrote this wrote this off from the beginning and they just were like it's prince and the pauper yeah it's all completely predictable it's sitcom for movies and that doesn't belong bye they just want to say it's like literally if someone is like this is a movie starring the olsen twins that's what they're gearing up to say about it you know what i mean it's like yes they already have a preconceived idea of it they already have biases like this would have to be like, I don't even know what this movie would have to be in order for people to take it seriously at that time. <laughs> like, I don't even know right. what it would be. Like, would it, like, Shakespeare in Love? It's Mary-Kate and I, They're little <laughs> kids, so it's like... Right. But I wish that there was a way for this to have been reviewed by kids or, like, now somehow for, like, adults who loved it as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. because there is no way that, like, idiot male critics in 1995 could have any possible idea of the impact that it would have Mm -hmm. or the magic of it or how it would actually like how we would experience it as young girls like that's the point of this movie like this movie is not for them it is for us and yet they Mm -hmm. they are the authority on whether or not it's good like that is bullshit like that is like here here so yes. that's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. We're fixing it single-handedly. You're welcome. You're welcome. We're going <laughs> to give It Takes Two credit it deserves. <laughs> but also, like, around this time, this is also when Full House was canceled, and mm-hmm. there was a huge campaign about how long are the Olsen twins going right. to last. They right. are going to be, like, so over now that the <sighs> show is over. And so I, you just can't divorce that from from what this was. And, and it's, it really shows you how uh, – how much responsibility critics really do have because yeah. I don't think it would have 8% on Rotten Tomatoes if it hadn't gotten, like, bad reviews when it came out. And it still did make pretty good money. I mean, it made $19 million. So I don't know how much it cost to make, but I do think that that's a respectable number. So yeah. just the fact that the critics wrote it off, I think, had a lasting impact and a really unfair one, not yeah. only on Mary-Kate and Ashley, but on, yeah, for people like us and media for us. Yeah, absolutely. It just, like, it makes it this, like, uphill battle of, like, right, it's, like, it's just a nail in the coffin of, like, this type of thing for this type of audience isn't real and should not be taken seriously. Also, the fact that, like, there is, like, a campaign run by adults of, like, when will their careers be over, like, that is so like sadistic and it just kind of this all together is giving this picture of just like people I think a lot of people wanted them to fail and didn't think they deserved their success it's the same way that like once you like build a woman up so much she's like always going to have a downfall there's always going to be backlash like it happened with Anne Hathaway it happened with Jennifer Lawrence it happened Mm -hmm. with Britney Spears like this is what happens and it wasn't such an obvious thing because they were little kids and they weren't like number one in the spotlight or whatever but like people have such a chip on their shoulders about like this person is successful and rich they are no talent hacks they don't deserve it and so we're just gonna like hate them 
and like <laughs> be really public about it because they have everything so they can't be affected by that, you know? Like, yeah. And I really see that with them. Like, I really do. And they were and little think, kids. Like, Jesus, get a fucking life. Totally, totally. And I think we're going to see that when we get back, when we get to New York Minute, <laughs> when we through all of this work. And it, it kind of repeats itself all over again. So, you know, once again, I feel like we're going to say this a million times on this podcast. No wonder they left. Yeah, Hollywood. no wonder they left. Yeah. It would be crazy if they didn't. And if they hadn't left, I would try to track them down here in Hollywood and yes. be like, guys, are you okay? You don't have to do this. Right. Like, I'm happy that they left. Mm-hmm. They had to. And they made such a good movie in 1995. Yes. So it's just not fair at all. So, okay. So we... we we established Diane and we said all of this. And then we find Amanda, cute little Ashley in her beautiful little uh, fancy life. Alyssa. And, oh, my God. Bye. Bye. You said Bye. Amanda. You said Amanda. Oh Bye. Why am I even here doing I this? I am. I'm a total hack. Yeah. I'm an imposter. You're no talent hack. 8%. <laughs> Eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. For You'll never have a career person. again. <laughs> okay, Alyssa, sweet mm-hmm. little Alyssa. It's been a couple of weeks since I saw this. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I just I just really want to get to Clarice's dress when we first meet Clarice. Oh my god, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like that dress is just like iconic in this way that like just texturally like Mm -hmm. is so impactful it's like anyone listening to this I swear to god you know what I'm talking about it's the white dress I know you don't even say what scene you just said Clarissa's dress I'm like yep mm -hmm. white dress shell boobs like it's just like it's like her each boob has like a shell like a seashell it's like an accordion (laughs) of folded fabric and then she like it's she like, just, like uh, there's just like little feathers coming up from all over it or like little straws yeah up. and she just she like ruffles it with her hands like i can't believe he didn't tell her i, can't I didn't, he didn't tell her. her i can't believe he didn't tell her yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just like revisiting this as an adult it is amazing how much that dress just like hits me yeah in the back like in the back of it it's like it's just amazing and her hair, I feel like the way it is like swirly straight, mm-hmm. I feel like it goes with it. Like it's like yes. the hair, the hair version of that dress. Clarice I always always looks like a sculpture in this movie. Yeah, I feel like I always thought of her as like a human seashell, honestly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as you should. Yeah, you I think should. that's the point. I'll text Deborah and make sure that was the intention. But I'm pretty sure it was the intention. Totally. I mean. I would love, now that we are talking with production people from this movie, let's talk to the costume designer. Yes. My God. Jesus, please. Please, if you're out there, you're listening to this, reach out. We want to hear from you. How yeah. did you think of this beautiful shell boob dress? Right. Did you make it? Did you find it somewhere? Like, was your intention to have her be a seashell? Like, I, I just want to know what was behind all of this. Me too. Also, um... In this scene, um, at the very end of it, when Clarice says, this is just something, this isn't a behind the scenes thing. This is just me mm-hmm. watching it as an adult. And Clarice okay. says, I'm sorry, did I say something to you? And Vincenzo, like, like looks off and there's like a weird like, yeah. I always thought that was a sexual innuendo I didn't understand. What? Why? 
because the music is so like okay that that is a really weird moment and i know exactly what you mean where it's Mm -hmm. like she's like i'm sorry did i say something to you and he like really exaggeratedly like looks his head back and the music is like and yes but you think that that's it and then it cuts to a school bus driving up to the camp and it's the beginning of that song yes exactly exactly but it is like a really weird weird mo i know what you mean like it's a it's weird, weird moment weird. Yeah. i was sure as a kid something was going on that Between i didn't them, understand like well i thought maybe like <laughs> look i didn't know anything about like sex i'm a kid but i feel like i did watch movies that i shouldn't have watched at too young of an age so i Mm -hmm. was aware of like people hitting on people and it being inappropriate so i think i thought like that i didn't think vincenzo actually hit on her i think i thought that she thought he hit on her and then he was just like well i guess that Like, watch the scene again. The music is like something is going on in someone's pants. I'm sorry. Did I say something to you? (laughs) Something's going on here. That's so funny. Oh, I mean, one thing, like, after talking to Deborah, like, all the orphan stuff, like, I think, I mean, she did a really good job of not making it so heavy-handed. Like, I feel like growing up, like... Mary Kate as an orphan, like I just don't. It's so sad and it's so um, like poignant, like to have her be in this amazing home with all this amazing stuff and like a loving dad and just this life that she couldn't have because she just doesn't have that. Like, and I don't think that's like sunk in as much when I was a kid, just like how heartbreaking her like orphan life is. No, and I don't think that they really play that up too much Mm -hmm. um, because I think they – it is really sweet, especially when, like, her dad tucks her in for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, especially rewatching it, and now especially with the knowledge of, like, how affected Deborah was with the orphanage, it really does, like, hit home a lot more. Mm -hmm. But as a kid, it was just like, oh, how nice. She's, like, happy to be in a comfy home with, like, a dad who says goodnight. Right, because, like, she she has her own room. But, like, yeah, no, it's so... The coolest room ever, by the way. Yeah. Oh. Alyssa Calloway's bedroom and that closet is a dream. A a dream. And that's just their country house that they don't go to. (laughs) Like, that they haven't been to in 10 years. And it's just decked out waiting for them to come back. Like, they don't even Airbnb it. Like, it's just sitting there. (laughs) I feel like they they balanced... um, the not having it be too heavy handed, just being like, oh, she's going to bed in this really cool room. Mm-hmm. But that is there if you if you let yourself see it. That oh, yeah. very heartbreaking, like, oh, this is what it's like to have a family. Yeah. Kind of feeling. Yeah, definitely. One of the things about the behind the scenes video that was so jarring was mm-hmm. seeing the deleted scenes that they were (gasps) filming like that was just like how how on earth how on earth like it's like how is there ever a scene (laughs) that i didn't see this was all just a perfect dream that i know like there's one yeah there's one part where clarice is like muffy craig welcome to the country and i'm just like what yes (laughs) that was so weird to me too like 
of course they cut that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I and never then, needed to know Muffy no, more we, about we Muffy. No, we really don't need that part. And like, and also like, there was another part. Okay, so you guys know when after they do the food fight. And Mary-Kate, or Ashley, runs back into the kitchen and meets Mary-Kate. And they, like, spin each other around. And they're like, that was great. I couldn't have done it better myself. I almost had a heart attack. And then it cuts. I always loved that. Like, it felt Uh so authentic when Ashley says, I almost had a heart attack. And then I just loved that cut. Mm -hmm. But in the behind the scenes, it's like, there's more. And she's like... I almost had a heart attack. And then Mary Kate's like, yeah, but love is in the air. And then mm-hmm. Ashley's like, not to mention a lot of food. Come on, let's go. And again, better. Yes. <laughs> you know what's so funny, though? Because like watching the behind the scenes, I, it looked like the director was having a hard time like getting like like conveying what he needed them to do in the, yeah. the, the, the marks that they needed to hit. Yeah. So... I actually, I'll bet you anything that it just wasn't working. Like yeah. it was too complicated what they needed, and yeah. they were probably too tired to like get yeah. all of it. No, <laughs> and it's it just, true. And it's like let's just do the beginning of it. We actually don't need to see them going away, and it is yeah. just better that way. No, it is better that way. I wonder. I mean, to me, I can imagine like they filmed it, they cut it together, and then they're like, "No, this part's just cheesy," and that's like, yeah, I love a like a blunt cut, and like I just I feel like that could. I don't know. I like what I really like what they did with that. Even though I still can't believe it's like a thing that people did something with that it's a movie people made. I just can't, I can't believe it's a movie people made. Um, <laughs> Even though you know it's a movie, you're yeah. a filmmaker. I know on some level it's the same as like I know on some level that Mary Kate and Ashley have no idea who I am. Um, right. Yeah. It's just I don't really want to get into that right now. No, we don't um, have to. But yeah, it was just so weird too. Like. Oh, God, I don't know. It's just such a... If you're a fan of this movie, again, please watch the behind the scenes. Like, when they, like... She's, like, twirling in the dress and, like, doing the, like, hello, good evening. And then, like, ends up at the guy who's, like, escargot, mademoiselle. And then they're, like, oh, over a little bit. Okay, mark it. And it's just, like, what? I'm never going to get over it. Like... I can't believe, yeah, (laughs) that they rehearsed that. It just wasn't perfectly done one time in this existence. Yeah. It also really just shows how, like, mundane film production is and how it's just, like, so many little – it's just tiny little moments cut together. Like, they Mm -hmm. never lived this movie. I mean, this is so obvious, but, like, it isn't. Like, it's shocking to me to see them create this film the way a film is made of just, like, now Clarice is going to run to the thing. Okay, cut. Or, like, now Ashley's going to see Steve Gutenberg and turn around. Okay, cut. That's what this whole thing is as opposed to just, Mm -hmm. like – living the movie like doing the movie they never did the movie well i think that's especially hard for you because you've done the movie so many times so many times yeah and in (laughs) my head i've lived the movie but the people who were in it didn't yeah in some ways you maybe are more amanda lemon than mary kate Kate is thank you so much and i completely 100 percent agree with you <laughs> that is art. Art just moves and is uh, it lives and breathes throughout us all. I know. Um, can I say one thing? Of course. This is like really jumping ahead. Um, That's it's fine. just a moment I, that I wrote down. Okay, when Ashley is like on the step, this is like breaking up the wedding. So this is like the end. Oh, wow. Ashley, yeah. <laughs> I just like looked at my notes. I was like, I want to say this. Um, Go for it. 
when Ashley is on the steps to the church and she's like, Diane Barrows, get your butt up here this <laughs> instant. What did that remind? Did that remind you of anything? The way she delivered that? Is it like the Princess Penny moment from Grandmother's House? (laughs) (laughs) And I wouldn't have known that if we hadn't rewatched it for this. But like, it's like Ashley is such a like understated actor. And I just Mm -hmm. feel like they kept doing takes where she was like not giving enough. And then they did a Princess Penny take where they're just like, just (laughs) go, just fucking do it, Ashley. Like, just because the Princess Penny, if you remember. She like walks by a doll store and sees a doll in the in the window and it's just like it's Princess Penny and her and her face, face is insane insane it makes it makes uh, shapes I've never seen Ashley's face make yeah and so this reminded me very much of that and I was like oh Ash if you ever meet Ashley Olsen mm-hmm. can you please ask her about these two moments just yes. say was Princess Penny and Diane Barrows get your butt over here. Were those last takes? Yeah, were those last takes? Because you just like, they're like, you got it, you got it. I'm sure, I'm sure they were. But yes, when I sit down to coffee mm-hmm. with Ashley, yes. uh, I will make sure that I ask her this. Make no sure it's one of the first ones. And the funny thing is she will either have no idea what you're talking about or she'll be like, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> she'll be like, oh, I was so fucking exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She takes out her fifth cigarette. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Ashley. Oh, Ashley. Okay. Speaking of Ashley and Mm -hmm. Mary-Kate, as we know, they are twins. Yes. But – and they do switch role – like, switch places in this movie Mm -hmm. where, um, you know, Ashley goes and is in Mary-Kate's life and vice versa. Yeah. I noticed in this watching mm-hmm. that um, sometimes the wrong twin is playing the role <laughs> that the other one is supposed to be playing. No. Yes. No. Okay. I, I didn't <laughs> believe it at first either, but it happens three times no, in this movie. No, it doesn't. And I know, yes, it does. The That's first just not, why are you doing this right I'm now? I'm so sorry. <laughs> But like I like you pride yourself on knowing every single line of mm-hmm. it takes two. Mm-hmm. I pride myself on usually very well knowing which is which. That's between fair. Actually, that's fair. But I don't believe you though. Okay. Okay. Why would well, they I'm, do that? Uh, it could be timing. It could be uh, just one was working longer than the other. It could just be one was having a bad day. The first time it happens, mm. and I'm sure of this. It's when the first time Mary-Kate is in the Calloway house. Yeah. And she's Amanda Lemon. And right. she is the orphan. Right. And that's right when Vincenzo is like, oh, a little orphan girl. Which, yeah. shout out to Deborah Dean Davis. Like, that was a very <laughs> clever. Amazing. Perfect. Oh, if it isn't the little orphan girl. And, of course, it just talks about killing and eating orphans. Like, it's yeah. just so perfect. perfect. Great job, Deb. Great job, Deb. And but so she he takes her in and then she's like freaked out at first, but then realizes, oh, I'm in a beautiful house, let me just enjoy it. Wait, can I ask you really quickly? Yeah. In that part when she's like, I didn't mean nothing, I didn't say anything, I promise yeah. I didn't Is that Mary Kate or Ashley? Of course. That's okay, Mary good, Kate. Okay, good, because that is so Mary Kate. Yes, like, no, no, that, no, that okay, is, okay, okay, okay. That couldn't have been the other twin. Yeah. That okay, was okay. Mary Kate. Okay, Absolutely. Great, great. It doesn't switch until like she's fully like, Oh, you must have thought it so she's still Mary Kate when she says, Oh, you must have thought I was pretty um pretty embarrassing, right? 
You can. You uh, know what I'm talking. <laughs> uh, I bet you think I'm kind of. Wait. I bet you think I'm kind of crazy. Oh, no. Okay, I got to go. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> look, look, if I get to mess up, then you get to mess okay, up. Okay, we get one. We each. get one. But you know what Monet I'm talking about. She's like, Yeah, okay. it's like, bet you think I'm kind of, it's like psycho, but it's not. It's like, bet you think I'm kind of nuts, huh? No, right. you're just a little upset. Yes. Really? You got Cool. I mean, I'm just so terribly relieved you aren't pissed. Pissed. Well, that's later. That's later. I know. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I gotta go. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, so after that moment, and she's walking up the banister, and Mm -hmm. she's looking at the beautiful house, like, oh Mm -hmm. my god. And then um, she sees a photo that is painting a painting. Excuse me, a painting of herself, and she's totally freaked out. That whole scene is Ashley. Really? Even looking at the photo, I keep calling it a photo. A painting. (laughs) Looking at the painting and doing the double take. That's actually. Really? Are you it sure? Is. I am. I am. It just has to be. Why and would they do that? Again, just schedule. Just schedule timing. Or, yes. It's not actually lines, so it's like no one will notice. Right. No. Yeah, I don't think so. Wow. So then the second time that it happens is when they are in the uh, mess hall when Steve mm-hmm. Gutenberg is visiting the Camp Calloway and they mm-hmm. are eating and then. Christy Alley is like, you need to get Amanda over here. I need to sh- meet, have him meet Amanda. Right. Um, and so she is Alyssa. She can't let him see her. That's her dad. Right. So she puts, so that's all Ashley. But right. then when they get there and she has the chef hat on and then they slowly take the hat off. That's Mary it's, Kate. It's Mary Kate with that crazy like face. Oh my God. Why? Why? I, I'm going to just keep telling you. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's probably scheduling. <laughs> But I mean, I can't know for sure. <laughs> Wait, Lainey, why did they do that? I mean, I, I'm just, I'm guessing it probably was one was just had worked too much that day. I will say, okay, these two examples, obviously they're not talking. So it's like, it's not obvious, but yes. it's also like, maybe it's honestly for that. Like that is such a memorable face. Mm, and now I that know. I'm thinking of it, you know what I just said about the like, I didn't mean anything honest. I didn't. Blah, blah, blah. It's like the same, it comes from the same collection of faces. You know what I mean? Yes. And that is Mary Kate. Yes. Yeah, okay, no, I, yeah. So you I believe that, that one. I, bl- I believe that one. Yeah, I believe okay. that one. This last one is a, probably, I think, the most intense one. Okay. Um, it's when they are in the garbage salvage yard at mm-hmm. the end when mm-hmm. Alyssa or Ashley, it's Alyssa Calloway is trapped as Amanda uh, because they think it's Amanda and the butt right. kisses have adopted her. And so right. they are having all the children uh, do manual uh, free labor mm-hmm. in their junkyard. And she keeps saying, I'm Alyssa. I'm Alyssa. Like, I shouldn't be here. I need to be at my dad's wedding. And then they start being like, oh, Princess Alyssa. Oh, here's yeah. your here's your, your cape. Here's your crown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's sitting on the throne and she says, I'm Alyssa Calloway. Calloway. Yeah. That's Mary Kate. Stop it. That's, I, what are this you is doing? One, this is 100% Mary no, Kate. No, it's, it's not. Yes. I have, no. to, I, have to, I have to put a stop to this. Like, it is. The other two were fine. I, I accept, I guess. But this, I can't accept I this. even saw a GIF of this moment recently. And it is 100% Mary Kate. Mary Why? Kate should not be at, the gar- at that garbage yard ever. Not one time. Not once. It should always be Ashley. That's always Alyssa as, as Amanda. As Amanda. Yes. No. no. It's Mary Kate as Ashley as Alyssa as Amanda. Stop it! <laughs> as Beth. 
Betty Butt Kiss, we might add. Oh, excuse me. You're right, yes. <laughs> I hate this. Stop I'm really it. sorry. I mean, I'm going to do my best to try to screenshot these moments and put Please. them on our Instagram. I, yes. So that we can have, like, a moment to, like, discuss. But, like, I am I'm 99.99999% sure I'm right on all of these. Okay, I need to go back and watch this. I... I feel okay. Wait. So when she's saying like, "My name is Alyssa Calloway," that's Mary Kate. Yeah, and she's not really doing a good Amanda uh, Alyssa voice. No, but I actually feel like that always felt like May Ashley to me. It really did, Lanny. I know, I know, but I'm just like really sure it's not. I, I, um, it's okay. We can keep talking about other things. Okay. Don't be yeah. sad. It's okay. No, I just, my whole world is just shook and shaking. I know it's tough just because destroyed. you've seen this movie a lot and you never noticed that. Well, That's I tough. just feel like I've let everyone down from not no. knowing. Also, I still don't believe you. But yeah, I'll, wa- I'll watch. I'll watch okay. it. <laughs> I'll, we'll watch it and you'll we'll see. It. Also, um, what, another yeah. thing, you know the iconic scene, our names, or they thought I was you namesake, that yeah. scene? It's both, it's both Lizzie Olsen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but Ashley has a cold sore. Did you ever notice that? Yeah, I did. I've all, oh. I always notice that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, Okay, okay. Yeah. I never noticed that, which yeah. is, I feel like, very funny. Yeah. You always notice that? I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. I, I, I'm not usually distracted by it, but you saying, and I'm like, yeah, I've, I have noticed that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. That's so we need to pivot so I don't start to cry. Okay. So I have two thoughts. <laughs> Two other thoughts yes. based on what you said. Um, I think we need to talk about the painting um, okay. that whichever fucking Ashley twin sees, at, yeah. whatever. Because um, that always bothered me because that painting to me looks like just a person, like a child. It yeah, doesn't yeah. look like her. Like <laughs> it, it just kind of girl. looks like her. Yeah. It's like that picture resembles her so much less than like the other twin does like it's just it's just like (laughs) that is not a picture that would make you think it would be like whoa that's pretty close to what I look like but like like I've seen paintings from like Victorian eras that like kind of look like me or like (laughs) I have like a t-shirt that I bought at a thrift store that's like a silkscreen picture of my face like basically basically yeah yeah but like this is but I wasn't like what it's like that there's resemblance out in the world and like this yeah. never was like close enough to to warrant that I felt like I felt like they could have done a better job with the painting has this always distracted you even yeah. as a kid oh, yeah okay. it's always been like a very conscious d- suspension of disbelief like uh-huh. just like I get what they're trying to do I don't completely <laughs> buy it but like fine I love this movie <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny because oh. I mean I feel like you could argue you know like she's in a heightened place in her mind because she's was just said oh if it isn't a little orphan girl right um and then she she thinks it's a ghost ghost, right right. like she's she's ready to be spooked yeah no that's fair if you're in that heightened state of mind you might um totally i just i I, I just feel like they could have they could have helped out by making the picture resemble her more you know maybe we should talk to the props department of the movie and just be like did yeah. you think about this? Yeah, so art direction. Um, mm-hmm. I need to talk to you, and we need to talk to costumes. And mm-hmm. also, um, 
scheduling in terms of like <laughs> when Mary Kate and Ashley uh, just swapped and and hoped none of us would notice. Like idiots, yeah, line we producer. didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, line producer. That'd be great. I would love to look at the schedule. Um, yes. I I mean now that I'm thinking, I just like I I'm disappointed in myself because I didn't catch it. But I'm also thinking about how like they tricked us with the fun club. That fun club of like yeah the box. the image of Ashley for both of them and it was the same photo right how many times did they try to do this to us I think they tricked us a lot and the betrayal the Mm -hmm. stab in the back is how much they trained us to tell Mm -hmm. them apart but Mm -hmm. still deep down thought that we were fucking idiots yeah oh that hurts yeah it really hurts it really hurts to hear you say that because I also like realize how real that really is yeah this is a really devastating episode. I know. <laughs> so sorry. We're literally reviewing one of our favorite movies of I all know. time. I had another thought. Yeah. Uh, based on what Deborah said about how they waited a year for the girls to be older. Mm-hmm. How could you imagine this movie if they did this when they were seven years old? Like, what would oh this have been, do you think? Well, they would have been the same age as they were, um, basically, for How the West Was Fun. Right. right. Yeah. Which, like, they weren't bad in How the West Was Fun, but they yeah. were so much better in this one. I felt yeah. like they really hit their the jokes and, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. I, I Were they seven when they did the, the detective video, the first detective videos? I think so. Maybe, yeah. They like the Logical Eye Ranch f- when they had those pigtails, like. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think they would yeah. happen before how the West was fun but like it was all probably the same time yeah really. yeah that they were very cute at that age but they were like they're it is so smart that they did this because it is like such a jump from like adorable little kid to like yeah. kid you know what i mean like yes like precocious yeah. like smart conniving. person kid like just yes. person yeah, I feel like they were, like, the exact right age for this. Also, seven is, like, very young to go to summer camp. Like, even if you're with your orphanage, like, it's just, like, <laughs> very young. I know. that it's also, It was really, really smart. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's also amazing that this orphanage took them to camp for a week. Like, that's, like, it seems, like, honestly, like, a really great place. Um, oh, yeah. The, yeah. the one that Kirstie Alley runs? Yeah. The orphanage? Yeah. Like, filled with love and, like... Just really nice. I mean, obviously, it's, like, gorgeous and, like, like, honestly, like, idealistic. Like, it's one of – or idyllic. Like, it's one of those places that makes you as a little kid wish you're an orphan, you know? Like, it seems fun. Um, And, like, I know that's not realistic. But, like, the way they portrayed it was really, like – like, I never felt afraid for Mary-Kate or, like, Mm -hmm. she was in danger or, like, she was, like, neglected. It felt like – a really nice place to live it just like sucks that you don't get your own room you know mm-hmm. like and all the kids are like exactly her age and they're like good friends yeah. like yeah, yeah. it kind of seemed like not such a bad situation i mean i did feel genuinely afraid when ashley got taken by the butt kisses oh well yeah the butt kisses of course right right when when like 
like how scary when you're I mean not to like talk about class or whatever but when you're like this uh this girl who comes from like mansions and then you switch with this girl uh, other girl who's not even your sister right (laughs) it's just a random (laughs) lookalike and you have now gotten yourself into a situation no one is going to believe you everyone believes that you are this orphan yeah and you are now being forced into child slavery slavery on staten island on (laughs) it just keeps getting worse (laughs) just keeps getting worse like wow there's like a certain moment where it's like this is never gonna work out yeah luckily no, it's a movie so it does thank but. god but yeah no th- that is a true nightmare like if they never got it sorted out <gasps> that is a horror story it's oh like my god child this- service oh that that's when the that's when the orphanage goes down because they made a huge mistake they let yeah. the wrong kid get adopted they let the wrong kid get adopted steve gutenberg sues he's like totally like disillusioned with christy alley at this point christy alley loses her job and her potential man and now she really can't adopt amanda no and probably the orphanage goes on under and it's also around the time in the 90s orphanage just end so now everyone's in foster care yeah so like amanda amanda's in foster care Alyssa's back with her dad maybe he'll adopt her actually so he'll he'll be both of their dads but like he might honestly if he finds out that Kirstie Alley like made this mistake and was involved in this like insane scandal where like it allowed his daughter to get adopted on Staten Island he doesn't like her anymore he feels Mm -hmm. like love is dead I thought I loved this person I only knew her for 10 hours I guess I'll marry Clarice yeah he definitely gets back together with Clarice he gets back together with Clarice he adopts uh, uh, Mary Kate they live with him but then they get they sent get to a year-long boarding school, mm-hmm. possibly in Tibet. Mm-hmm. And it just... It's like a whole nother ring of hell. It takes two, too. The horror of the reality of this That movie setup. I would like to see made now <laughs> yeah. with adult Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> we were the ones sent to Tibet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! When I get coffee with Ashley, I'll be like, "Do you remember if these were the last take? And would you be interested in reading my script that I wrote 15 minutes ago?" It takes two two, based on a different version of how it takes two one would have ended, which is actually more realistic, probably closer to what Deborah Dean Davis would have wanted. Yes, yes, <laughs> if she could have it her way. Yes, and we're gonna make the sequel to that movie. Yes, the sequel to the not real movie that was ever made. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, um, since we're talking fan theories, mm-hmm. real quick, can I just say the one I concocted to make yeah. sense of why these two identical strangers exist and aren't related? Because yes, it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, but they talk often about how Alyssa's mom died, mm-hmm. and uh, Steve Gutenberg says in the mess hall that. She died when Alyssa was born. Oh, that's right? something that I wanted to ask Deborah, actually. Oh, really? Because when he says she died when Alyssa was born, yeah. growing up, I thought it meant she just died around that time. Yeah, But yeah. What, if he says she died when Alyssa was born, that makes yeah. me think she died giving birth. That's what I've always thought. That's like so it was dark. Tr- that is so dark. But it, it happens. Yeah. Like, it, that birth, childbirth is dangerous. Yeah. Um. So, this is my theory. Okay. That the mother did die in childbirth. 
-hmm. And she was actually having twins, but the doctors didn't catch it. And this is like, you know, a fancy doctor. They're billionaires. Yeah, they're the Callaways. Exactly. They have the best doctors you could find. Yeah. So they, the, the doctors are embarrassed and not even just they're not embarrassed they're horrified they're like if this gets out yes wait, so self-protection so she died try so she didn't know she was pregnant with twins so the so the second twin starts being born and she's like wait what's happening where's this other baby coming from and the doctor's like fuck i didn't i didn't know know. let's just handle this and they they weren't prepared for the for the second baby exactly they like didn't have i don't know enough gauze yeah they didn't have enough uh, people to catch the baby they didn't have enough epidurals they didn't have enough medicine they didn't have enough tylenol the things you need to get twins birth yeah (laughs) they didn't have it they didn't have it oh maybe also they're like okay we delivered the baby time to go and then the like the top-notch delivery person leaves and like their shift ends and they try to call them but they don't have a cell phone because it's 1986 yeah Mm-hmm. And so they're like, fuck, okay, I guess I'll do it. And it's like literally an intern who's shadowing on his first day. First and day. And he's like, fuck, okay, ready. I'll do it. Uh-huh. But I didn't know there was going to be twins and we don't have any materials. So I'll just no. catch it in my bare hands. Right. And that and- is really dangerous for the yeah. mom. Yeah. And so the mom <laughs> dies because yeah. of all this malpractice right. and bad doings. Yeah. And the doctors are like, well, we have two options here, right? We're honest and we lose our jobs and we go to jail forever, yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the or, hospital suffers forever. Like, And it's yeah. a big scandal because these are public people. Totally. Like, Totally, totally. Yeah. We we killed Miss Callow. This t- terrible. We can't let this get out. So the second option, let's put this other baby in an orphanage, right? And no one ever has to know because no- they are from very different worlds. The prince uh-huh. and the pauper. Exactly. This is just a freak accident. Like, so sorry, she died. Just out of natural causes we had no way to know yeah and they're not liable in the same way because that happens sometimes yes, exactly. so mm-hmm. it's like people do die in hospitals and people do die in childbirth and it's like if you can't point to anyone as like being at fault then they the doctor the hospital can't be sued or anything mm-hmm. so yeah so they basically like take this baby put her up for or put her in this orphanage mm-hmm and then, oh yeah, and then, and that only by fate, it. only yeah. by fate do they meet. Yeah, eight that, years later, that's it. We have to, we have to double check with Deborah, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> she'll give us the okay. Like, I really think that this that is what has, happened. That has to be what happened. <laughs> okay, so I think we need to do it takes two two back from <laughs> Tibet, and then I think we need to do it takes two negative one. Yes, um, like c- cookies. Wait, not cookie. Kathy, no, Kathy's tragic end. Oh, but it wouldn't it be funny too if her nickname was Cookie because that's what Christy Ali says. Yeah, no, that would be funny. That would be really Mm -hmm. cute. Yeah. So, okay, no, but it's not even about her tragic end. It's like their origin story. It's about how like, and it's kind of like a nature versus nurture um, examination because it's like they literally are twins who are separated at birth and yep. it's like they're the same the mannerisms are the same whatever and then it's like how are they different from being raised yeah. literally like the princess of the world and like an orphan like that's what's an interesting the movie that's a really interesting so this is like it takes two negative one mm-hmm. 
the like orphans the humble begin whatever we'll come up with a title <laughs> yeah. and then there's but a back to tibet is absolutely the it back from two, two. yeah it takes two to back from tibet that's absolutely what it's called mm. <laughs> amazing if mary kate and ashley ever restart their careers it'll be for this it takes two two I hope so. Me too. Oh, man. This episode has just become like a, a fan theory and like little Easter egg. Pitching pitches. new films. <laughs> but I'm happy um, about it. You know, guys, go listen to our uh, episode with Deborah Dean Davis. Yeah. If you want some deep, it takes two. Wait, I want to see if there's anything else from the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's really weird to see, like, Clarice, the actress, just, like, playing tag with Mary-Kate and, like, just yes. talking to her and being sweet. I think she's playing tag with costume. Ashley, but yes. Okay, whatever. Well, fuck you. Okay. Um, and then... Uh, but dancing also, with Mary-Kate in the doorway. Yeah, they're dancing. And mm-hmm. it's so funny and weird because, like, that's the scene where she plays Choppin and, like, fucks her over. Yes. And But they're, like, dancing together between takes. It's so funny and weird. Also, Steve Gutenberg just seems like... First of all, all these people are our age and it's really insane. I, that, um, that makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, um, but, like... But it's like ninety five, thirty three, if you know what I mean. Like he has a receding hairline. Yeah, like he, you know. They're right. You're right. They, yeah. they were trying to make themselves look older. When no, they were but in their also 30s. like people in their thirties in nineteen ninety five looked like old, older, definitely older. You sure they um, look older than us? <laughs> fashion though, fashion. Yeah, it fashion. Makes a they didn't have like as good like sunscreen or kale or whatever. Anyway. That's um, true. But like they didn't have kale. They didn't have kale back then. Um, but like he just seems like such a sweet person. Like he's just mm-hmm. like when he walks into the mess hall and he's like, Hi everyone, hi kids. And he yeah. just like shakes hands with all the crew and it's like it just seems really sweet. I know. I have such a bigger crush on Steve Garten- Gutenberg Garten- watching Garten- Gar- yeah. Steve Gartenberg. Garten. That's probably how his grandma <laughs> said it, honestly. Oh, a hundred percent. <laughs> Probably what it was before they came. Same Gartenberg. Same Gartenberg. But like, uh, he, I do have such a bigger crush on him. And the behind the scenes, he's so charming, yeah, so sweet. He's so sweet. But also, just in this movie, I don't think I realized until I was like an adult that he mm-hmm. was such a snack. Like yeah. him coming out of the water. Oh Honestly, both of them coming out of the oh, water. Yeah, they're both I knew, like I knew something was happening with me when they came out <laughs> of the water. I just wasn't sure. Okay, so let's like paint this scene for like the one person who hasn't seen this movie or doesn't know what we're talking about. So they like yes. they hang out at the camp. They jump mm-hmm. into the lake because they had just been in the mess hall, gotten a food fight, right? We um, got clean. They almost kiss, but then he's like, "I'm getting married." And she's like, of course you are. And so then they both, like, get out of the pool, out of the lake. And Kirstie Alley has this, like, just, like, wet sweater. It's, like, this, like, light blue sweater. And it's just, like. And she's been, like, covering herself up this entire Yeah, she's been wearing, like, very loose baggy clothes yes i feel like there's a lot of like boob moments boob memories in this movie there's like clarice's um shell boobs and then this is like this is the other boob moment that is hard to ever forget Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can't forget the shirt is just sucked onto her yeah you can see everything yeah you really can't forget it you know exactly what we're talking about and so then steve gutenberg fucking emerges like fucking (gasps) superman like Like, his what his abs his all of his upper body it's like he's wearing like a muscle like he's wearing he's just like so fucking ripped and he just like fucking walks out of the lake and like it's just like (laughs) 
feels bad, but he's also like, oh, please come back. And yeah, like, and he's oh just like, God. I have got to get a dictionary. And it's just like, Because <laughs> so... <laughs> I honestly always thought he was just like a little pudgy under the shirt. But this happens no. sometimes when when people or men have like big muscles. Yeah. And you, it seems like if they're, especially if they're wearing looser clothing, sometimes you don't know like if yeah. it's just, but it just looks like body mass. Yeah. But then... Oh, but it, no, it's not at so, all. Not at all. He is cut. It's like he. It's like he worked out for this scene. I know. It's just <laughs> so. It's literally one scene, and you're wearing a shirt still. Yeah, but. you're still wearing a shirt, but like, uh, okay, cool. Do you have anything else to add about this movie? I guess the only other thing that I just still have a hard time with was um, Diane and um, Steve Gutenberg and Kirstie Alley. Like them falling in love the first time is because they both say. I'm going to save this person instead of look for the child I'm back riding with. <laughs> I never – you mentioned this to me a couple of weeks ago, and I was yes. like, what? I never, ever noticed that before, but it's literally like – I never did either. They're riding yeah. their horses. They're both like, where did she go? Because the, the girl leaves. Yeah, that's and all then, part of their plan. Like the, the girls decide to like go horseback riding with their adults so yeah. that they can concoct this – brilliant idea matchmaking yeah Yeah. so basically they get it they like throw a slingshot onto diane's horse so that it'll go crazy and gallop Mm -hmm. and so that steve gutenberg also very sexy in this scene like can fucking rescue her in his fucking outfit and uh that was their whole plan great job girls but they the parents have completely stopped looking for the girls Mm -hmm. they flirt a little and then she comes over for tea. Yes. And the funniest thing is that, like, Steve Gutenberg, like, says, where did that girl go? And then sees a random stranger, like, getting, like, flying on a horse and decides he's going to save her. Her. Not instead his of his daughter, child. He mis- also doesn't say, hey, have you seen a girl on a horse? <laughs> no. Like, the only other person that he interacts with, um, he doesn't ask. No, um, it's just Vincenzo. And they're still hiding underneath a little buffet table while this is all all going on so ostensibly they still don't know where they are no while they're having this like cute little you know hangout and she's blowing on his boo-boo yes like, and they it's, it's a wonderful scene oh I, it my is, god i love it yeah it's they sexy. do a great job yes the next time that uh <laughs> steve gutenberg sees mary kate he's yelling at her for putting gum in clarice's hair like he doesn't say like hey are you okay where were you i haven't seen you in two days sorry no. i was yeah he's just like reprimanding her yeah you really should try to get to like her i know i mean i don't think that in the 90s that it like i don't think that sort of thing mattered so much i feel like especially this happens in all of the movies of mary kate and ashley's it is so true there's literally every single mary kate and ashley movie we've seen they have run away and adults and no haven't cared. cared. Like yes. I love it. This Every isn't unique to this movie, and no. I'm not. This is not at all in any way like giving cred to those eight percenters on um, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> no, fuck you. I think this is like more accepted, at least for Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah, it's just it was just like I was just like, oh my god, like. 
Well, it's funny because still happening. It's something that I didn't, I never even noticed once. I never noticed. So it's not even like something wrong with the script at all. It's just, this is how movies work. But like when you break Mm -hmm. it down, it's like, that's insane that they never looked for them. But of course they wouldn't. It wouldn't work in this story if their attention was going towards looking for them. Like it was a smart move of like hiding this obvious thing because nobody cared or noticed. They're like, oh, they're getting together. Like... Totally, totally. And also, I feel like it adds even more to the um, the power Mary and Ashley have in this movie, mm-hmm. that their plan is so good, and they also have so much confidence in their girls that they know that they're fine, like, yeah. wherever they are. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I totally... Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Should we play a game real quick? Let's play a game real quick, yes. Okay. Hmm. Okay, I have one. Okay. Kirst, uh, Kirstie Alley or Steve Gutenberg, which is Mary Kate and which is Ashley? I think that Kirstie, um, oh, that's a hard one. Do you have it? I think I do. I think that Kirstie Alley is Mary Kate and Steve Gutenberg. Really. That's what I think too, but I feel I'm more confident in it. Why aren't you confident in that? Well, I could kind of see it both ways because I feel Mm -hmm. like, I mean, first of all, like they are each other's respective adult. So that makes sense. Right. It makes it like, oh, maybe this was a bad one. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like it's also that like he is, you know, refined and regal and like whatever. And, you know, uh, Kirstie Alley. Wait, are we talking about the actors or the characters? I mean, I don't know the actors that well, yeah. so I'm going mostly after the characters, Me I guess. Too. So yeah, I feel like Kirstie Alley is more like tomboy, like from New York, like whatever, all of that. Like, And Mary-Kate is like tomboyish, whatever, but also like Steve Gutenberg likes horses and he's like... Mm. That's I don't true. know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I just think Steve Gutenberg is just, again, a lot more about business and a lot more, like, proper and a lot more, like, reg- like regal. and Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think that that's much more Ashley. I just don't yeah. feel like I see any Mary-Kate in Steve mm-hmm. Gutenberg yeah. other than the horses. That's fair. Okay. No, that's, that's really fair. Yeah. Okay, let me do one. Vincenzo? No, can't do Vincenzo. I was going to do Vincenzo or Harry Buckkiss, but that's so obvious. Um, <laughs> okay. It Takes Two made when Mary-Kate and Ashley were eight, or It Takes Two made when Mary-Kate and Ashley were seven? That's so wild. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know. I know, too. Well, I could see it both ways. Why don't you go? Okay, I think... Mary-Kate and Ashley, filming it at seven is Mary-Kate, and Mm -hmm. filming it at eight is Ashley. Okay. Why? Because I feel like Mary-Kate has so much more of a, like, let's just go in before we're ready. Let's just Mm -hmm. be wild. Let's be ourselves, fearless. And Ashley is much more like, let's really prepare. Let's Mm -hmm. really, like, make sure this is, we put this together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's fair. That would have also been my reasoning for that one. So let me Mm -hmm. do the other because I was on the fence. Yeah, okay. That Ashley would be seven because, like, she's less Mm. developed as an actor Mm -hmm. and, like, less fully formed, whereas Mary-Kate as an actor was, like, ready to go, like, nailing it, like, the right – like. 
Mary Kate is like the go-to one, even on like Full House or whatever. It was like she was the main one and that was like the right one. And that's like the more fully formed one. And Ashley was sort of like the alternative kind of. So like Seven is like, they're not quite there yet. Like, and Ashley's not always like quite hitting her lines as much or quite hitting her jokes as much. And like, mm-hmm. so that's sort of where. And I, also just kind of like a little less sure of themselves. Yes, exactly. Like, yeah. Eight is like a lot more confident, a lot yeah. more like, I'm just going to do this. And yeah. seven is like, I don't know. Yeah. Is this no. right? Yeah. No, totally. Absolutely. Um, okay. 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 Yeah. I think that's pretty good. I think Wait, okay, wait. The canoes falling or <laughs> the or Clarice Kensington's dress being stepped on at her wedding. Ooh. Right. We didn't actually talk about this because I don't I feel like that's the most unnecessary part of that it's whole it's so a, it's a fantastic cruel. finale. But you yeah. it, she deserves everything up until getting her dress. Yeah, it's um, like she's already it's already a nightmare. Like we don't need to see her underwear. <laughs> Oh, but it's a kid's movie. It's like a kid's movie. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. very funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so the canoe's falling. Oh, <laughs> the dress getting ripped. Okay, I think I know. Okay, I think I know too. You go first. I think the dress, get, the dress getting ripped is Mary-Kate. Mm-hmm. And the canoe's falling is Ashley because Mary-Kate – Well, okay, Mary-Kate would rip up a dress because she doesn't want to wear it. But oh, it's right. But it's being ripped up on her, so it's like this is not who she's meant to be. So it's gonna, it's like gonna. Mm. But also, Mary Kate will like play in the mud and scrape. Like she's not gonna have a dress that stays intact. Like that's basically what that is. Okay, yeah. Ashley is a canoe's falling <laughs> because <laughs> why? Why is Ashley the canoe's falling? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, I thought this was the same configuration, and okay. I thought that Ashley was the canoes falling. Okay, because I think that that's a much more like calculated um, mm-hmm. uh, fiasco. Yeah, that's, okay. <laughs> like even though that's not how it works out in the movie, it does feel like a much better, it's more like, orderly, it, more orderly way to sabotage someone. Right. Whereas the dress getting ripped is just very impulsive very chaos and that's yeah. very that's spooky mary kate you know? yeah that's so spooky yes i'm <laughs> spooked by it <laughs> oh my god okay i think that, i think that's pretty good i think, I think that's, that's pretty good. really good yeah awesome thank you guys all so much for listening um please connect with us on instagram we're at they thought it was you if you have thoughts and suggestions give us an email at they thought it was you at gmail.com um also please feel free to rate and review if you give us a five-star review we'll shout you out we just got a review from 90s mom (laughs) thanks 90s mom love you <laughs> you love it's, her. It's my mom. I oh, love very the podcast. sweet. I love very you. sweet. <laughs> so, if you're not my mom and you want to review the podcast, I'd really appreciate that. Yeah, please. <laughs> but I also appreciate you, mom. Thank you. Um, but it does really help us to get more American Ashy fans uh, yeah. listening to this because we want to find you. We love we need you. to find you. We, we love you out there. We love you. Deborah Dean Davis said she loved us. So I know. We can tell people we love you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Bye. They thought I was you. If it's up to me, you're ours.